Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast with Piet Coleman and Travis Doe. Welcome to the Bohemian Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Coleman, and tonight... I'm putting my son Nathaniel to bed, and with our uh, usual evening tradition, we read a, a story or two about Czech stories and uh, Czech history. And Nathaniel, tonight we're going to talk about the Charles Bridge, Karlov Most. Is that how it is in Chesky? Yeah, Karlov Most, uh, that's the bridge what connects one part of the Prague and the other to one part of the kingdom and the second part of the kingdom in the medieval days. Okay, in the medieval days, that's right. And now today it's a lot of tourists go across it. We've been across it maybe a billion times. Is that about right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, what's your favorite part when we go across the bridge? Looking at the statues there or you know, being able to look over at the Latava River? What do you think? Well, when you uh, take it out way, you have a really nice view from it, and they have a lot of pictures and small shops over there, and the river and everything, and how the bridge is kind of old. It it's nice for seeing and having pictures. There's a lot of people there that will sell their drawings on the bridge and, or they'll play music for you on the bridge and sell little trinkets, those type of things. But I think my favorite time on the Charles Bridge is when no one's there, like super early in the morning or later in the evening on a weekday when it's, you kind of have the bridge to yourself. There are hardly any tourists. All the, uh, the people trying to sell you things have all moved away uh, for the day or haven't set up yet. And uh, uh, you have... You know the bridge to yourself, but this bridge uh, is is very historical. It's got a lot, a lot of history, and therefore a lot of tradition and stories. And one of the stories we're going to read tonight is from the '77 Prague Legends book. Uh, Alina Yeskova has written several of these books. She's um, one of the the better writers on Czech legends, uh, and you can find a lot of her work in some bookstores here in Prague. And one of my favorite stories that I'm going to read to you tonight, Nathaniel, is called The Builder of Charles Bridge. Charles Bridge withstood all the great floods that struck Prague from time to time, but the legend runs that when the martyr priest John of Nepomuk was thrown over the bridge, one of its arches collapsed the very same day, and no one could replace it, for whatever the masons had built by day had fallen down by the night. One builder was determined to repair that bridge. 
He tried everything but without success until one night the devil appeared to him and offered him help. In return, the devil demanded the soul of one person to cross the bridge after the repairs were completed. The builder agreed, but not wanting to have the soul of an innocent person on his conscience, he resolved to trick the devil. Now, how many times have you heard about tricking the devil after making a deal with them? I heard about it a lot of times. Uh, kids say it's in school. People just talk about it when you have old medieval stories. And every time the devil uh, is tricked and it, he takes a soul of that person or is or of someone else and he doesn't wait for the deal. Kind of something we've heard before, right? Yeah. So after a few days, it was clear that the devil had kept his word. The work proceeded smoothly, and the arch was firm and held up nicely. No one was allowed to set a foot across the bridge until the day of the ceremonial opening. And on the eve of that day, the builder hid a cock in the old town bridge tower, with the aim of setting the bird free in the morning to cross the bridge first, and so outwit the devil. Only the devil was even more cunning. He took on the shape of a building assistant, and as soon as the builder had left his house for Lesser Town, he ran breathlessly up to the builder's wife and called out to her to run across the bridge because an accident had befallen her husband on the other side. At the Lesser Town Tower, the guard knew the builder's wife and let her through. So Nathaniel, here's the deal. The devil has tricked the builder's wife. And what do you think is going to happen? Is she going to cross the bridge and lose her soul? Well... It depends if, if someone else will make another deal and trick him again for the soul of the lady. So maybe there's a chance that the builder can still outwit the devil, huh? Yeah. Let's see what happens. When the builder on the Old Town Bank saw his wife running across the bridge, his blood ran cold. He realized that the devil had won and taken the soul of a person dearest to him. What had been done could not be undone. The next night, the builder's wife died, and with her, the child she was expecting. The story runs that from then on, the soul of the child used to float above the bridge at night, and solitary pedestrians hurried across the bridge could sometimes hear it sneezing, until a simple countryman had heard the sneeze, and as his custom said, God bless you, although no one was to be seen. Then he heard someone answering with a thin voice, God willing. Only then was the little child's soul set free and able to fly up to heaven. So I kind of expected a better end to that, Nathaniel. <laughs> so his wife did die. The devil did have the final laugh, I guess. Uh, what happened to the lady? Uh, what happened to her soul? devil had the soul of the child and not of the wife of the builder. You know, that, that's a good question because there were actually two souls, weren't there? Yeah. Hmm, that's something to think about. Here's one other story on the Charles Bridge that I think is actually kind of fun. This is a good one. We've had a kind of a serious one so far, and, and uh, so this one might be a little bit more fun. All right? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. This one's called The Bridge of Eggs and Cream Cheese. In ancient times, before the first bridge was built across the Latava, wagons used to cross the bridge at a few places where it could be forded. What, is, what does ford mean in Chesky? Well, now these days it's a company of a car, but <laughs> we all know that, but I don't really know. 
Yeah, so in, in the Czech language, brod is a ford. And a ford is uh, a shallow area where people can cross a river. Sometimes it's not as deep. Sometimes it's got more sand to it. So that maybe you can take horses across or wagons. And a bridge wouldn't be necessary. So brod is the Czech word for it. Many ferrymen plied their trade here very well. The old chronicles have preserved the story of the great boat of the mythical prince Krimisol of the 9th century, which ferried wagons and people back and forth across the water in comfort. In the 10th century, however, the first wooden bridge spanned the Vltava, and in 1158, the first stone bridge was already standing. It was one of the wonders of the world at the time, since at 500 meters long, it was the longest in Central Europe. It was named after the wife of Vladislav II, Judita, or in English would be Judith. To this day, you can see one arch of the Judith Bridge in the basement of the Hospitaller Knights Monastery on Old Town Bank. But a great flood in 1342 tore down the Judith Bridge. This was a huge calamity for Prague and its trade. And so with great pomp, the emperor and King Charles IV laid the foundation stone for a new bridge. He made sure that the ceremony was carried out at a time precisely stipulated as favorable by the court astronomer, who recorded it numerically as 135797531. In other words, in the year 1357, on the ninth day of the seventh month, at 5.31 in the morning. Charles IV entrusted the construction of the bridge to the builder of St. Vitus Cathedral, Peter Parler himself. To ensure that the bridge would not be only imposing but strong as well, the builder decided to add wine and raw eggs to the mortar. But there weren't enough eggs for the task in all of Prague, and so they were brought from all corners of Bohemia by royal command. Wooden wagons lined with straw and laden with their fragile load in wicker baskets, where the masons broke the eggs and mixed them with lime. Unfortunately, in the little town of Velvare, the people misunderstood the royal instructions. Afraid that the eggs might break on the journey, they sent them hard-boiled instead. The inhabitants of Velvare became the laughingstock of Prague. They were not the only ones to be ridiculed, for while the inhabitants of Unhuste transported their eggs properly, they were obviously unclear about the requirement for milk, which was used to thin the mortar for the bridge, and sent cream cheese as well. All this means that Charles Bridge is probably the only bridge in the world to have been built not only of stone, but also of wine from the Prague vineyards, bohemian eggs, and cream cheese of Unishte. This strange recipe seems to have worked, or Prague Bridge would not have only endured for what has already been six and a half centuries. Now, do you believe they actually used eggs, wine, and cream cheese to build that bridge? Well, I don't think it was really cream cheese. Well, well, let me tell you this. Actually, just a few years ago, they wanted to make sure they could, they could prove or, or disprove this legend about the eggs. Okay? Because it seems kind of odd to put eggs into mortar with lime to make a good cement. So they analyzed the oldest part of the bridge. This really did happen and they analyzed it to see if there would be any protein bases or anything that would be considered egg base. And you know what they found? What? They didn't find eggs. <laughs> so I, we don't think this legend is probably very true, but there have probably been other ways that they could have made the mortar to keep everything together on this bridge. What we do know is this bridge is very old, and that part about the Judith Bridge is true, and it was damaged in that flooding. The Charles Bridge was built in its place. And we do know that's true. 
And we do know it survived a bunch of floods, including the flood in 2002 and in 2012. So it is a strong bridge, even if it's not made out of eggs. Pretty, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Can I read you one more? Mm-hmm. I think before we go to bed, this one last story should be it for Charles Bridge tonight. What do you think? I think that's true, and we should do a last story for the listeners. Are you tired? Mm, a little bit. <laughs> okay, this will be the last one. And this story is one of my favorites, and this one's called, is a story about Brunswick. And Brunswick is uh, a story that a lot of people think uh, is somewhat of a copy of the old story of Roland. But it's mainly about the sword of Brunswick that might be someplace on the Charles Bridge. The 30 statues of saints that you see on Charles Bridge were not erected there until the mid-18th century. These works were commissioned to adorn the bridge by noblemen, the church, and the Prague corporations and the universities. Their authors were leading sculptors of the day, and most are the work of Matthias Braun, Jana Brokoff, and Brokoff's sons. For centuries now, Praguers have been teasing foreigners with this very question. How many statues are on the Charles Bridge? It is a trick question, Nathaniel, because in fact there are not 30, but 31 statues. What do you think about that? Well, it could be true. Well, let's just think that if you counted each one of the statues on both sides of the Charles Bridge as you walk from one end to the other, you would actually see only 30, but there's actually one more statue. That's why it's kind of a trick question. It's kind of off the statue. If you look over towards the left, towards Kampa Island, you will see that. The 31st is the figure of Brunswick with a golden sword, which stands on on a bridge pier above the Kampa Park. It's also used to be known as Roland, after the popular hero in medieval legends recounted throughout Europe. Unlike these other knights, however, Brunswick on Charles Bridge has a lion crouching at his feet. And from there, it was just but a quick step to the legend, which we know today as the dauntless Prince Brunswick, who won the image of the lion for the coat of arms for the kingdom of Bohemia. Now, Nathaniel, have you ever heard of the legend of Brunswick and the lion? I heard it about it a lot of times. You told me that about the sword. It may be in the Charles Bridge, but uh, if we put a bit science to it, we know the sword would already break to pieces. That, that's true, and we also know that the lion is on the coat of arms for Bohemia. You see it on the on police officers' patches. You see it uh, on the side of buildings. You know the white lion with the two tails. That's Brunswick's buddy the lion. And so let's go on with the story. The story goes that the, in olden times, a prince Stilfrid ruled the Bohemian lands. His coat of arms was an ordinary iron cauldron, and longing for a more elevated emblem, he left his realm, and through his courage in his service to the king of Naples, he obtained a coat of arms with a black eagle on a field of gold. His son, Brunswick, who became ruler of Bohemian lands after his father's death, resolved to add some even nobler emblem to his arms. He set out on his travels, journeyed through many strange lands, and then set sail. On his voyage, he came to some wild rocky cliffs where he spied a seven-headed dragon fighting with a lion. Seeing that the lion was getting the worst of the struggle, he joined in on the lion's side and slew the dragon. The grateful lion then accompanied him on his travels. In the realm of King Olbrius, Brunswick also obtained a magic sword. As soon as he said, heads down all, 
the heads of his enemies would begin to roll down into the dust. With his miraculous sword and his lion at his side, the brave Brunswick returned to Prague and proclaimed a silver lion on a red field to be the new emblem of the kingdom of Bohemia. It is said that Brunswick's magic sword is walled up somewhere along the piers of Charles Bridge. When the Bohemian lands are in the greatest peril, the knights sleeping in the mountain of Blanek will awake and come to the aid of Prague. They will be led by St. Wenceslaus on a white horse, and when he crosses the Charles Bridge with his troops, his horse will stumble and the miraculous sword will jump from the ground straight into the prince's hand. The knights of Blanik will then effortlessly defeat the enemy, and peace and prosperity will return to the Bohemian lands. So Nathaniel, you were right. There is that story that there could be Brunswick's sword somewhere in the bridge, and when Prague is ever in such bad, bad danger, St. Wenceslaus and the knights of Blanik will come to the aid, and St. Wenceslaus will hold Brunswick's sword. Do you think we'll ever be in that kind of trouble here in Prague? I don't really think so these days, but in the medieval days, people thought that's true. So do you think that maybe in some of these stories there's a little bit of truth in it, and then sometimes there's a lot of extra stuff that may not be true? Well, that's right. I think so that if the sword would be in the Charles Bridge, someone may even took it out and put the part put a different part on it again. Wouldn't it be cool if we actually found it next time we go to Charles Bridge? It would be cool. Okay, buddy, I think it's time for bed. Both of us are very tired. So we're going to wrap up the show tonight, and uh, I'm sure we'll do some more of these legends sometime for our next bedtimes. So for my son Nathaniel, I'm your host Pete Coleman saying goodnight from Prague. Dobronuts. You have been listening to the Bohemian Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes, and much more information about history, traditions, and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, and review, and don't forget to rate us. We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas, and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com. Or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemian Podcast, thank you for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.